0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the FTGA Jury Podcast, enabled by Financial Times. I am Amman, your host today, and we will provide you with insight on the award, our jury members, and latest trends in the industry. I'm sitting today in Audio Berlin, in Berlin, with Alexander Reck. Alexander great to have you here.
1: It's so nice to be the guest of my podcast today.
0: (laughs) It must feel weird for you today.
1: Yes, a little but um, it's also an exciting um, day um, today and I'm happy that uh, today you are going to host the podcast. Yeah,
0: I'm really looking forward to it. It's my first time as well so uh, let's see how it goes
1: maybe we start off another career for you yeah
0: let's see it's 10 years at the ft and uh, i move into podcasting next <laughs> no i'm really i'm really uh, happy to be here today as well and um for the ftga and uh it's my chance now to ask uh, ask the questions that you've been asking all the guests uh, mm-hmm. for the last couple of months
1: yes i have prepared something <laughs>
0: excellent well uh, well let's let's jump straight in then um so alexander why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself
1: Yes, so um, I have been in the banking sphere now for more than 14 years um, since the Lehman crisis. So um, I had um, quite an interesting and also stressful first job at Unicredit Investment Banking. But uh, I recently moved to Switzerland in November this year. So um, it's also um, a very nice uh, step. Um, I'm also an ambassador of the Fintech Ladies Network. And we are now also starting with my move to Switzerland. Mm. We are now starting to, to put that off in Zug and Zurich as well. And at the moment, I'm working also since November um, in Switzerland as head of strategic partnerships for product distribution at Amina Bank. So Amina, maybe you have not heard about it yet, but Amina, um, the name was taken from the word transamination, which means the transference of one compound to another. So Amina brings together the various compounds of traditional digital and crypto banking to unlock new potential and growth for clients and Amina was founded originally as Seba bank and they made history in 2019 by becoming one of the first finma regulated institutions to provide crypto services so this nice. is um, what I'm doing at the moment.
0: Okay so you uh, you moved to Switzerland and kept yourself very busy over there. So Absolutely.
1: Like, yeah. um, discovering uh, the new country and of course mm. everything with the local authorities. I mean, uh, moving into a country outside of the European Union is mm. um uh, yeah, it's 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 fun, it, but it's also a lot to to um organize. And sure. um one thing it's, which is really funny Uh, If you want to get back money from the insurances that you already paid, um, then it takes a very long time. But uh, the Finanzamt in Germany is going to write you immediately uh, to gather some more information about (laughs) your move to uh, Switzerland. So, um, yes, as we had that in one podcast episode, never mess with the German Finanzamt. They will always find you. (laughs) No, but it's it's really a nice time. And being in Switzerland in, in the Christmas season, yeah, that's just really nice Much with really the nice snow, snow and yeah. uh, the nice cakes and the gurtzli and yeah, I love it.
0: That's great. It's, uh, it's great that you're enjoying it already as well. And your, um, you told us about Aminobank, If I'm sure that our audience are really interested in also hearing more about the fintech ladies.
1: Yes, the Fintech Ladies uh, is also a significant and impactful network. We focus on women networking in the finance and technology industries. It was founded originally 2016 by Christine Kiefer in Berlin, of mm. course, <laughs> and the network has grown um to encompass several European cities, including Hamburg, Munich, Frankfurt, Vienna, Zurich and also Brussels. And now also Switzerland and Zug and Zurich.
0: It's going international
1: and now. Well. It's really international. But it, it has been international before with the Brussels uh, ladies. They are doing an amazing job. Oh, nice. And um, our main mission is to empower women in the financial industry through connection, learning and inspiration. So, what we do, we organize events such as networking meetups, educational workshops, roundtable discussions to foster communities and professional growth among Women in fintech and the network provides opportunities for women to connect with each other um, and also to support with their careers. So um, if there are any listeners now that say, OK, yeah. we would really like to take part then um, just give me a hint on LinkedIn. And we also have a WhatsApp community that is going to be more active right now. Um and how companies do participate, normally a company is our sponsor for an evening, which covers about 20 to 30 females um, mm-hmm. attending the event in the company's offices. Mostly the companies then have a female speaker mm-hmm. and the companies vary from fintech startups, but also big banks like, um, of course, uh, our MasterCard, these financial institutions, but also Um, We had events at law firms that um, take part in the consulting of fintechs. So it's really, really a broad network. Mm -hmm. It's an open network. There's no member fees. And we ambassadors do it all um, as honorary um, uh, tasks. So... Um, there's no uh, um, uh, firm behind that earning earning money from the network. Nice. So we really want to support. So if there's anyone who wants to join the network, yeah, please revert back, back to me. And yeah. if there are companies who want to sponsor, um, then always reach out yeah. um, to someone from us.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening who wants to get involved, definitely reach out to, to Alexandra and uh, and i already said you you sound like an extremely busy person then um so we'll get on to the FTGA stuff shortly but then kind of besides doing everything that you do in the professional um world what do you have any free time what do you like to do in your free time
1: yes i have free time uh, <laughs> not uh, every day the same amount but um uh, i i like to organize um, my my daily daily life very efficiently mm-hmm. so um Uh, whenever I have the chance to um, optimize my lifestyle here and there. Um, then, then uh, I try that as well. Um, at the moment, for example, I'm traveling with the with the train to my uh, to my offices um, from Amina Bank because they are located in Zug, mm-hmm. and I live in Zurich. I have more than one hour um, commuting time, but I just love the Swiss trains. I love it because you can really work in there. Okay. They are heated. Um, the board restaurant is open. They are on time. Uh, one, one time last week I missed one train because it was just too much on time. And
0: uh, <laughs> uh, You're used to the Deutsche, Deutsche Bahn, aren't you? I,
1: yeah, the, the Deutsche Bahn. <laughs> and I have never, um, never used my car so less uh, than since when I'm now yeah, in Switzerland. Okay. And so... Um, yes, I try to do to do stuff in the train because I have that one hour in the morning mm. and the one hour in the afternoon. So a lot of things um, with now with the move to Switzerland, uh, the communication with the authorities and all these kinds of things uh, I do in the morning yes. um, in the train. And then I love to hear podcasts. Um I'm such such a um, podcast junkie I must admit. Wow. Yeah and um whenever I go for um for doing groceries or um if if I'm on uh, if I'm traveling like yesterday with the with the airplane or to the airport um I love to listen to podcasts a lot um and this is where I gain a lot of knowledge from or an, a lot of new ideas. So mm-hmm. I love to hear podcasts about um, physical and mental health. And sometimes that really helps me also to be more resilient uh, in, in in stressful times. I mean, the move to Switzerland sometimes was really stressful sure. um, here and there. And of course, because of my job at Amina, um, I'm a digital assets enthusiast and love to talk about crypto as well. I listen to some crypto podcasts, um but also, I I just put out a short list of those ones if you if you want to get the recommendations. Yes,
0: please. And I've just started listening po- to podcasts, so I'm because up for of recommendations. the
1: because of the podcast yeah, now. Because ah because of this, that's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, so there's lots uh, lots of things to discover. Um, I love to listen to Andrew Huberman, who does a lot uh, about yeah. physical health, mental health. That's really nice. Um, the Darknet Diaries is really mm-hmm. interesting. You should definitely listen to that because they take care about um, security um, issues and they reveal sometimes really crazy things from from the Darknets. And d- these kinds of things also bring me ideas uh, on how to secure my data and these kinds of things. So, nice, okay. um, the crypto podcast, Naked or Future Farm from Nectarius, um, and grow to scale. So, I'm a salesperson, mm-hmm. and as I just said at Amina Bank, I also work as as a salesperson for product distribution. And this is what I do in my free time, but as well, of course doing things like now it's baking cookies or Gürzli, you you say it in Switzerland. And uh, one hobby um, is also yeah, being outside, um, running like marathons um, every now and then. I'm not a crazy runner, so I I can stand it if I'm not running every day. That's totally fine. And Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. should catch up uh, now (laughs) on the last week's. Yeah, but also um, I started in, in the COVID uh, lockdowns. I started with uh, playing polo as well, so wow. maybe you're more familiar with that uh, in the UK.
0: I have never seen it in, in action. I've okay. just uh, I know of polo, but um, I didn't know that you could even do it in in Germany. You were doing it or Switzerland. Yes, in yes. In both now? Can you do it there as well?
1: The, the fun fact is, um, when I, because I was always a so called horse girl, <laughs> um, I never had my own, so, um, because my parents just could not afford it as well, but I o- always was able to take care of some horses, um, in the area, nice. um, so that was a really nice, um, thing to do in my childhood. And I always dreamt of having my own someday. And then um, I was watching the sport uh, every now and then because I love it. It's a team sport. This is, um, mm-hmm. this is what I really love about um, it. Then some people just said, hey, why, why don't you start with it, and then I said, "Yeah, I cannot afford that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money for eight horses or more, and no that's that's not an option." And then I said, "Okay, but you don't need to have your own anyhow. You can just take some lessons, try mm-hmm. it out." And in that case, it's not more costly than any normal um, hobby. hobby, like when, when you have a coach or a personal trainer, that's much more costly than taking one lesson of um, polo, wow, okay. just just as an example. Mm. And what I really like is the team approach. So it's about strategy, it's about being fast, but it's also being about being connected to your horse um because the horse doesn't care whether you had a bad day or how many followers you have on LinkedIn mm-hmm. you need to be present in exactly that moment so the sport also helped me to be more focused um and to um to set better goals right so
0: nice.
1: and now i have i have one horse 22 years old um and uh, yeah it's really Really, a nice, nice thing, but it's yeah. it's also a dream that I um, fulfilled myself. But it's Brilliant. it's pretty okay if you have only one, or e- even if you have none, mm-hmm. just try it, out. it. I can yeah. give you, I can give you a private lesson once you are in Germany again.
0: That's cool. <laughs> I, would, I, I have done horse riding before, but uh, I've never played polo, so it, uh, might need a few extra lessons. So it's great. So all of this that you're doing in your kind of outside life has really helped with your professional growth as well. Then it sounds like yes and um obviously your your background you started in kind of the, the the finance world how did you then move into the fintech world and and yeah. why
1: yeah that was um a little by accident okay. because um when i was young i had a i had a, clear, a pretty clear view of how my career would be like Um, I was studying uh, economics um, in a cooperative uh, system with with an employer so you make an apprenticeship and Mm -hmm. study at the Mm -hmm. same time and this was as uni credit and I wanted to go into investment banking which I did Mm -hmm. so this one was something that I achieved Um, but it was really hard times as well because at there it did not count uh, like if you have st- if you have studied something because it just mattered what you are able to do on your job so you really started uh-huh. at the very 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 bottom in investment banking And then you had the Lehman crisis Mm. where most of the people then were leaving the banks and it was not a very good um, or fun environment sometimes, Mm. but I learned a lot. So um, I started in the settlement department as well. So um, I learned very soon and this is still something um, where I can benefit from now. If you you cannot settle something, you cannot sell it. Right. So... (laughs) You need you need to also think of the whole chain there, and then um, after some uh, months, I was asked to join Barter Bank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, uh, I yeah, I just learned everything that could be done in investment banking, from IPOs to sell to clients, and also to to organize spreadsheets, but also to trade. So I I was also trading sometimes for clients. Okay and Bader bank did not have its own private clients so uh one day um their um their owner uto bader here asked me okay um, alexandra you are a young uh, motivated person here do you want to um do a fintech project but at the moment at the time they did not know the term fintech yet so mm-hmm. Um, and that was Scalable Capital, one of the most remarkable robo-advisors we know today. And this is how I started in this fintech sphere. Um, and then one thing came to another. Yeah. There was another fintech, the next fintech. And then at, at one point I had like six to eight fintech projects on the shelf <sighs> there. This brought me then to uh, UBS where I also mm-hmm. did some projects. But there I I, I had also new other topics to discover and then when I was at UBS then the crypto regulation in Germany began mm-hmm. right so this was the time in 2018 when okay. I started to to look deeper into the crypto sphere, into blockchain technology this is why I'm so happy now um, to be At Amina Bank, which is a crypto, Mm. uh, but also a fully regulated uh, FINMA institution, right? So, um, but it it was just by accident that I ended up in fintech. And this is something I would give as an advice to listeners or younger people in their career. It is not bad if plans that you have change, because sometimes when one door closes, another one that you would not have expected yeah. but yeah. could be much better is opening and you should just embrace the opportunities to to do something i mean um how did you end up to getting yeah. a juror now and a uh, CSC now you are yeah. being a podcast host
0: <laughs> unexpected completely unexpected and i i totally agree with you 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 know you have the best ideas in your mind especially when you're younger that this is the route that you should take but you shouldn't think that that's the only route, right? Absolutely. You never know where your next opportunity might come from. I studied uh, international business in Germany University, and I never thought I'd be selling advertising. And I now I do media sales for the Financial Times. I, I, you wouldn't; it wasn't in the plan, but it worked out completely fine. And yeah, and as you said, like now a jury for the FinTech Germany Awards, and you've been part of the FinTech Germany Awards for a number of years now, right?
1: It's four years, yes. It's uh, many, many, many sleepless nights, <laughs> I know. Um, but the the awards is growing each year and it's um, getting more professional each year. Great. So um, it's really, really nice to see the development.
0: Oh, how did you come across it? What made you join the the FinTech Germany Awards, the jury?
1: Because of the FinTech ladies, actually. Oh, okay. um, so I joined FinTech ladies. Um, this is also like seven years ago. And... Um, Christina Kiefer was in the jury um, as well one year, and then um, uh, a year later, Michael Mellinghoff asked me um, if I wanted to be a part of that. And it seems like uh, he's pretty um, satisfied with my job as well because he asked me uh, every year since then. And um, I, I just, yeah, I just love it. It's yeah. it's so nice, and I'm I get to know so many people as well. I mean, like you um, yeah. um, today. Um, but, but yeah,
0: one of the questions I like <laughs> that you ask everybody in the first cast is, "Who have you not met, or who would you not have met if it wasn't because of the the awards? Yeah,
1: definitely, it was you, and me for sure. Yeah, yeah. because I I, I I could not recall now a situation where we possibly
0: would, would have crossed paths. No, yeah. it's
1: very unlikely. But uh, most of the others, I think, every here and there, I would have met them somehow yeah, somehow them. Mm-hmm. yeah and michael i know him for for a very long time even before he started the awards mm-hmm. um we have known i guess this dates back now 10 years wow, okay. um for for when i was at barter bank um so yeah we have been
0: right.
1: uh, in contact now for very long
0: and it's great that you say that it's it's you enjoy that it's growing as well um and if we can um we can mention that you know we're sat in berlin for a very special reason today today's the big day uh, and you're not only on the jury um you're also tonight's host or, or co-host
1: ah, i nearly How do forgot you feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh i did not sleep that i i slept very good but not so deep because mm. um whenever i have some d- these kind of on stage um appearances which i had at Con F- funs F- congress last year as well and then, then i have a very light sleep because i dream of all the situations and i dream <laughs> of everything that can go wrong and then i'm i dream that i'm late for the event or that the taxi the, so everything that could go wrong i'm having in this dream but this seems like to be a a good um uh a sign so yeah. because never something like this happened okay, but okay. um yeah i'm 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 so happy um about the evening um but maybe one thing you you also are on the stage today you you will uh, make a laudatory speech yes. so
0: yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I'm a little bit nervous but probably I don't I'm there for maybe like a minute and a half max but you are there from the start to the end on stage.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, but I'm not alone. So um, no. I know that uh, Nectarius, he has done it some time uh, before mm-hmm. that. And he has said, okay, Alex, if something's going wrong, I'm going to be there as well. So don't Perfect. worry. And uh, I'm pretty sure that um, everything works out fine. But yesterday I have prepared all my moderation cards. Nice. So this is something I'm not losing today anywhere this is this is more important today than my smartphone because all my notes are on there and um yeah it's, it's quite an honor to mm-hmm. to be able to um, be on stage with nectarius and with you all with all the other jurors with the startups yeah. with the founders and yeah i'm just looking forward to a super nice award-giving ceremony
0: yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting. And um, and just even for the, for the startups who are there, the founders, it's some of them are very, very young, very new. So this could be their first time that they're attending. Uh, it's yes. definitely my first time. And um, I think, as you mentioned in, in your podcast, that it is those sleepless nights and and a lot of work goes into mm-hmm. it. And today is all kind of when it all comes together yes. very nicely. Um, so I think, it, yeah, it's going to be a great kind of... Finale ending to uh to the the awards. How do you, you you've done stage um, stage work before? How do you like to kind of you're an organized person? How do you like to plan yourself when you know you know today's a day? Do you go for a pamper session? Or, <laughs> you
1: know? No, actually, I have I have a routine the day before um, okay. because um and most of the professional speakers they always say yes we are nervous this is part of the game and mm-hmm. this is making us more um attentive on the stage and um so the day before i never go for any drinks or parties or any social events um because i really want to focus on the next day i go through my notes again and through the plans and of course like on an event uh, like uh, like this uh, size with so many people attending mm. of course yesterday there were some changes someone is ill here uh-huh. or there and someone cannot make it and so um i i like to be um uh prepared for the event um I go to bed then very early, even though I cannot sleep that well. <laughs> but um, it, it helps if you if you have rested as good as as possible. Yeah. So and, you kind of and, switch
0: off from everything: no TV, no yes. mobile phone. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So this is basically my routine, and in the last couple of years, it has not let me down. Brilliant. So um, I'm keeping fingers crossed that today mm-hmm. um, this is going to work out as well.
0: And kind of just before you're on stage, is there you know? Do you have a hair and makeup person? Or do you, how do you? Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I have yeah. myself? Oh, yourself? <laughs> okay.
1: No, so um, yes, I have my my outfits prepared in the in the hotel. Nice. Um, so um, yes, you can be uh, surprised what Nectarius and me are going to present, Excellent. but we have uh, we have some nice ideas and um, yeah, everything else. I mean, it's 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 an event in the industry. It's it's very professional, but um, mm. it's not uh, like we have the hat in the clouds or anything like that. Sure, so it's yeah. it's still um, down to earth, and this is uh, yeah. this is what we want to present as well so
0: great and speaking <laughs> about the industry um are there is there anything from this year's shortlist um, short list or long list or anybody who applied that's kind of surprised you in in the industry or maybe something that you feel is lacking and maybe you want to see mm-hmm. in the future yes
1: yes yes um, of course i i will not say that anything is is lacking particularly because um And this is going to be Marco's job as well today to Mm -hmm. present about the process and how it worked. And I mean, you must also say that um, not every fintech that is there in Germany is also on the list. Because if they Mm -hmm. do not apply, then we cannot evaluate them. And uh, so this is again... A motivation for everyone who's listening yeah. if you have a good idea we have enough categories um, even for smaller fintechs um, please apply mm. um, because every application is a possibility or opportunity to pitch because if sure. you look at the jury there are VCs business angels, but also people like um, me, who can also introduce into now also the the crypto scene to banks, to other networks. So the the whole jury is going to look at your company and it's a possibility to pitch. So um, this is one of the things I would really like to highlight. And then, of course, you have seen that everything that was crypto last year, so the list for crypto was much larger last year has moved into AI this year. AI, yeah. So the list, and this is what is interesting, the list is really a seismograph of the industry and what's going on there right now. Mm-hmm. What I would really like to see more, and this is a really important topic for me, and this is also where I would connect the dots more with crypto, Um banks should go back to their roots more or the financial system as a whole. So what what do I mean by that?
0: Yeah.
1: Um today we have a very fast-paced financial world. It's easy to forget the fundamental role that banks were originally meant to play in the society. So I would really like to remind why banks should focus on the core, which is safeguarding deposits, facilitating transactions, lending with responsibility, supporting the economy and not draining everything out of it, right? (laughs) Um, Maintaining trust and innovation uh, with bounds, right? So in conclusion, while diversification and adaptation are necessary in this world, Banks must not lose their sight of these principles. And there's actually, because I did some research on that, there's, there's an interesting example which I found. One of the oldest banks in Germany is Fugger one of the oldest um, banks that is still active and they built the first social living facility back then for the poorer people Mm -hmm. so there you can also see that banks originally were very socially active and I think that this is also now a chance for us to redefine the values of the financial system again. Mm-hmm. And this is also where I think blockchain technology and also crypto can help because there are like 1.7 billion unbanked people in our world. So this is well, yeah. this is a very large amount of people that do not have any access to financial systems. And this is something which... Yeah, I would like to see more. So making making um, solutions for mm-hmm. unbanked um, people with the help of crypto.
0: Yeah, I remember that coming up in one of the previous podcasts, actually. Um, somebody had mentioned that. Um, do you believe that there's enough space for the traditional banks to do that? Should they? Can they do that? Or do they need the disruptor banks? Or is there only room for one or the other? in in the German market or european market
1: uh, that's that's an interesting question but um I think you really need some of the big banks to mm-hmm. step in as a role model and um I mean they don't need to do it alone, so they can cooperate mm-hmm. with um other banks or with um as well crypto banks so they they do not need to do everything on their own but um I think it's capital intense. So this is why maybe a startup would have it really um, hard to mm. get to get there. Except if you have one of the big VCs um, or one of the big uh, philanthropists um, that we all know out there, <sighs> maybe then um, this could also be an option.
0: Cool. So um, as our listeners know, every... Every podcast, at the end, you ask uh, you ask a question from the last podcast guest, uh, and mm-hmm. so you know the last podcast <laughs> guest was Henning Zander mm. from Ariel Bank.
1: Yes, uh,
0: and you already know his question. I'm just going to remind the mm-hmm. audience. So the question from Henning is: How do you think that AI will change the startup world in terms of funding, business ideas, entering the market, and dealing with customers?
1: Yes, when uh, Henning um, put out that question, (laughs) I congratulated him that this is really interesting and that the next guest is going to be very happy to answer (laughs) it. At that time, I did not know that...
0: That it was you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um,
1: But, uh, okay, of course, um, yes, uh, I thought about that. And um, I would say AI is set... To significantly reshape um, mm. the startup landscape in various ways, so the question cannot be answered crisp and sure, short. No. Um,
0: There's lots of different parts to that question, and actually.
1: yeah, that that and I come I come back to that now. Um, <laughs> so um, here's a breakdown of each of the aspects um, cool. that that we have. So the first one clearly is the funding, and uh, I mean the funding situation at the moment is really. Um, tough uh, for smaller and also for the bigger startups but um, how AI can change this data driven decision making right so AI can analyze fast amounts of data to identify promising startups helping also investors to make more informed decisions because Mm. sometimes I feel that the capital is not allocated where the best ideas are at the moment So this could help as well. Um, this means that the funding can also become more merit based and relying on metrics and predictions rather than intuition or networking.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um but then also automated due diligence. This is also uh, something where I could help and also predicting success but that's maybe third priority. Mm-hmm. Um apart from the funding the second thing where I, AI could help is business ideas. Identifying market gaps so AI can analyze market mm-hmm. trends, consumer behavior based on whatever like weather data or whatever is in the economy right now that can be analyzed. Enhancing creativity so... Um, offering new perspectives or solutions that humans might not consider um, but also customized solutions in in the future world we all will feel that every service that is done for us will be super customized mm-hmm. but it's not it is but you know yeah. what i mean
0: it feels like it is <laughs> but everyone is getting the same thing or
1: it it is um, it is labeled um, under the term hyper personalization yeah, yeah. And this is something which is great. Um, and he wanted also to um, ask for entering the market. So how can AI help for startups entering the market? Of course, with market analysis. So AI can provide deep insights um, into market dynamics, competition and potential customer bases, or with rapid prototyping or adaptive strategies. So Companies can test their business model in a real-time environment Mm. without just producing the whole whatever they are going to do, right? Um, Yeah. The interesting thing, dealing with customers. (laughs) Yeah, he wants to know a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so thanks Henning <laughs> for this yeah. question. I have to say
0: it was a very good question, but is, the answer is great so far as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's see, let's see. <laughs> so dealing with customers. Um, as we just said, personalized customer experience. Mm. Um so the AI can analyze the individual customer preferences. And I see that today already. Whenever I'm on Instagram or wherever I surf in the net, sometimes it scares me that when I talk about something and afterwards, I see, just, I see an ad. But sometimes, and I don't like the ads from the past where I just get spammed. But sometimes I see ads where I think, okay, this is exactly what mm. I was looking for. <laughs> and in these kinds of uh, cases, I'm just so happy about this advertisement. I mean... Years ago, I would have been spammed with all the useless things mm-hmm. I would not like mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. And now it's, yeah, it's it's getting into the right direction. Um, hey, you
0: know, as an ad sales uh, salesman, yeah. that's exactly what we want to hear. So <laughs> <laughs> brilliant.
1: Um, and on the, on the second part of that, um, of course, enhanced customer support. So AI-powered chatbots mm. and virtual assistants. And they get so much better. Mm-hmm. They get better and better and better. And when I'm, as a customer... Uh, looking for um, a solution to a problem I have, be it with my bank account or with anything, I don't need a person answering the question. For me, it's totally fine. If the chatbot has a very good answer and I get it in five minutes or even less, I couldn't be happier as customer. And the people that work in the banks they can really focus Hmm. on making strategies for clients and to really help where a person and empathy of a person might be needed. And this is great. I mean, uh, yeah. So um, if we sum that up, (laughs) (laughs) overall, the AI will make the startup ecosystem more dynamic, um, data-driven and customer-centric. It will enable startups to operate more efficiently, Innovative and more effectively. So um, Mm. it's just important for startups to remain, I would say, ethically and socially aware of the implications and how to use it. But definitely this could bring a huge value to all of us.
0: Nice. Yeah, That's so. a great answer, and, and it's a, it was a huge question.
1: Yeah. And, so I, I will. I will uh, get back to Henning yeah. uh, on that one <laughs> yeah. To, today.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say you. You at least get to ask a question, but it won't be to Henning now uh, for the podcast. So no. you have to find another way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So
1: let's let's see who is going to be the next guest.
0: Yeah. Do you just to add a little bit to that? Um, what's What's next for next year? I mean, we're at the end of 2023 now and it's ramped up really fast in the AI world. Last year you say crypto, this year AI. Do you think it's more AI next year?
1: I'm not sure about that. So um, I would really love to see more um, ideas about transforming the financial system mm-hmm. um, from uh, for for less greed and more um, yeah, social Very responsibilities. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to... Um, See more, um, and of course, applications, applications, applications. (laughs) So, um, whoever is uh, um, is having a good idea, um, just throw yourself out there. I mean, there's nothing that can go wrong. So, um, and if you do not try it, um, you will never know. Right.
0: That's a really good hint for everybody listening in.
1: And anything from your side.
0: (laughs) Oh. I totally agree with you on, um, like for example, the banks using AI to make their customer service better. And I'd rather have my answer within a few minutes, um, having a chatbot uh, answer me than being on hold for 20 minutes on the phone while trying to get the same answer. Like, So I I would like to focus on just making that better, the AI thing. Sometimes, sometimes the responses you get back are just quite not accurate enough at least this is with the UK banking system. Um, so I just think that adding in the personalization and the AI together, just to keep improving that for next year. And I actually, funnily enough, you're mentioning applications are, I think that's going to be really important for next year, like more and more startups getting involved um, and they should be able to work with the traditional banks. I think there's room for for everybody.
1: So the market is... Big enough for everyone. I so. Yeah, I think Someone's so. Someone's going to
0: keep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, it's your turn now. So uh, the last, the last part of the, the podcast is, as you are aware, the the question that you get to ask. You don't know who it is yet.
1: No, not yet.
0: The question you get to ask the next person that you'll be back to questioning uh, on your next podcast. Do you have a question for them?
1: Yes, sure. <laughs> so um, maybe, maybe you can uh, already uh, consider what it's going to be. But um, I would like to know um, how do we need to transform the current financial system to make it more inclusive for unbanked people and also the mm. ecosystem to contribute to what it should do, support the economy, not make it greedy and not to enlarge the gap between the rich and poor? Wow! Yeah,
0: <laughs> another big question.
1: Yeah, of course. No,
0: great! I'm excited to see who's going to be answering that now. Yeah, let's it'd, see. It'd be good if it's somebody from maybe a not greedy corporation. But, we we
1: but can we can just uh, um, go out today and ask the other jurors and say, "Hey, do you want to be the next guest on yeah. the podcast? We have some really nice questions." Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, but it's um it's uh it's been a pleasure to be a guest today as well to to be here as a jury member myself um yeah. and i hope to uh to continue with the with the fun work and uh yeah the networking with the with the jury the startups tomorrow is the the breakfast as well with mm-hmm. all the founders so yeah it's uh it's cool and i'm looking forward to being on stage today and uh, celebrating all the winners
0: yes so thank you very much for answering my question today it's been great uh, and it's been great for me to be a podcast host today and uh, good luck this evening thank you thank you thank you for listening today to this episode of the fintech germany award jewelry podcast enabled by financial times all further information you can find in the show notes below